family, welcome again to the NAPPC podcast. I'm Brother Frank, and I'm with former political prisoner Abdul Haq Islam. Today we begin uh, the, the, the beginning of Black History Month, which officially starts tomorrow, which is the first day of February, uh, by setting an agenda, talking about, you know, what should be discussed when you're talking about Black History Month. You know, it's really important that we include those who sacrifice our political prisoners, you know, uh, recently the December 12th movement, an organization that me and Abu Haq uh, Islam is part of, uh, has said, uh, you know, at home going for uh, one of his founders, Bob Plummer, and uh, she was also a former political prisoner. And one of the things that she told me was, just don't look around. And I think took that very seriously because she was my teacher. She was one of my teachers. And I took that very seriously because of how long she's been involved and struggling for the freedom of people, of her people. And uh, I applied that to any and every situation that uh, dealt with political matters. So I say that to say, as we start to talk about uh, History Month, which we laid out, we have to talk about uh, our political business, our martyrs. We have to make sure that uh, we know their contribution, their sacrifices, and we got to make sure that uh, they can include it in the discussions so that we know uh, what to do regarding uh, their current situation. Because one of the things that uh, we deal uh, uh, with when we deal with history is what's the purpose of studying history, right? The purpose of studying history should be to apply to current conditions. And if we're dealing with uh, ethnic cleansing, we're dealing with um, police terrorism, we're dealing with uh, lack of affordable housing, uh, regardless of what crisis we're dealing with, we have to look at uh, history, our history of resistance. And who did what at what time, and what can apply at this? Can be applied at this time? Uh, Abu Haq Islam, your words, my brother. Yeah, peace and love, brothers and sisters. Uh, history is a, a very, very powerful weapon, you know. And uh, we encourage people to study. If we look at what's happening right now today in America, if we look at um, what has happened in the past. We'll see that the enemy has always had a big problem with our reading. You know, uh, in America, you know, during slave times, slaves were beaten and some were killed for reading. You know, so um, they've always wanted to put ideas in our head that would make us slaves, would make us servile and obedient. You know, uh, self-degradating. You know. Uh, so history is something that lifts us up. When we look at uh, today, we see there's a uh, movement from the reactionaries. Uh, for example, in Florida, led by DeSantos, you know, to disallow us from studying history. So what they're telling us is that history is something that's very, very crucial in our fight against uh, white supremacy, oppression, and uh, white terrorism in America. In the United States, what black people went through in the United States, form of slavery, we went through, and the violence, you know, and the torture, we experienced the worst form of slavery of, of any people in the history of the world, you know. So these are uh, reasons why they don't want us studying history because we study this history and know the true nature, you understand, 
of uh, cruel, very, very cruel and sadistic enemy. This will put a fire in us to uh, work, to do some work, you know, to organize, express the correct ideas. Instead, so um, we must understand the the power of history. Also, history tells us about some very, very powerful leaders that we've had and their accomplishments. So when we look at history, we apply it today, and we understand the use of black power in the past, black use of black power today, and we look upon a beautiful future that we can create ourselves through uh, understanding uh, the lessons from history, the values that come from it, you know, and the application, you know, and to create for us to be the creators of our own future. So there's a couple of people, that, uh, uh, political prisoners who work political prisoners who acted for us that I want to give a brief mention to. That's uh, Steve Bar Biko and Mark Garvey. Steve Biko, you understand, in the very, very hell on earth that was uh, South Africa, South Africa, who got his ideas of white supremacy and then his application, systemic application from the white uh, supremacists in America, you know, very, very cruel, you know, told black people you are nothing, that you're animals, you know, that you have no rights, you know, uh, you know, uh, like America, like they said uh, in America, that the black man has no rights that a white man must must respect. Uh, Steve Biko, you understand, uh, formed the Black Consciousness Movement, and you know, uh, thoughts just came to me today on that was that uh, the enemy, the, 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 the reactionaries, they have a very, very um, uh, idiotic war against what they call being woke. What is being woke? Being woke is conscious, right? So they want you to, to not be woke, but to be dead. So that was a, a movement that Garvey, that, sorry, that Biko put together black consciousness, consciousness of who we are. You know, our identity, you know, our pride, our self-worth, the loving one another, you know, uh, to, to working together. You know, uh, Biko focus on students, on, on young people, you know, and we know in every movement, everything that's changed in the world, students were fundamental in that. So um, Biko um, has a student at the University of Natal that was a very, very progressive and revolutionary educators there. And this is what produced Picos. So this tells us that we need to form our own independent education that will create some geniuses and some heroes for us, you know, in our plight right here in the hells of North America. Um, Black Power, you know, Steve Pico, you know, uh, did work around the unions, like, like I said before, uh, uh, among, among students. You know, he created a defiance the system, you know, and for that, you know, he was punished, uh, put in jail, and, you know, and upon one of his imprisonments, he died in prison. Marcus Garvey, many of the ideas that we have uh, in black nationalism today originated with Marcus Garvey. Uh, independence, uh, self-identity, you know, uh, love of self, you know, being economically independent and not depending on uh, somebody that your guts for a job. To be able to create your own economics, you know, he talked about returning to Africa, 
You know, us going back there, he developed the Black Star Alliance. He believed in us creating our own factories, you know, manufacturing, uh, marketing networks, you know. So uh, these are some of the ideas that are very, very vibrant in black nationalism today. And one of the pluses of black nationalism, which relates to something that the December 12th movement is engaged in right now, is SDK, Stop the Killing. If we look um, at, 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 at the people who are down with uh, the ideas that, that uh, Garvey and others came with, we'll see that they do not commit violence against each other, you know, as people who listen to a little Wayne and people like that, you know. We'll see that many, many of our great leaders, they studied Garvey, like, uh, for example, uh, Brother Malcolm, you know. So we need to uh, put these ideas into practice right now as a kind of bomb against the... Um, the self-defeating ideas that the uh, reactionaries want us to come with today, you know, uh, as fascism asserts itself in America. Fascism is here. It's going to grow more and more and more. And we can expect, as the orange man runs for president again, you know, uh, that the fascists will, uh, you know, be filling their Cheerios. There's millions and millions and millions of white supremacists in America, you know, and the uh, they, 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 they plan to uh, visit our, our front door, you know, with their poison, you know, with their violence, you know, so we have to organize, you know, and spread these ideas, you understand, that have lifted, lifted us up through the centuries, you know, uh, if we look at the history of, of, of our people, our, our history is one of struggle, you know, we have a culture of struggle, a struggle for freedom, you know, and we must expand and multiply you know, it gives strength and encouragement, you understand, uh, uh, muscle to this this struggle for freedom, you know, and uh, part of that struggle for freedom is to free our political prisoners, because like I said, Garvey and Biko have been political prisoners, and we got political prisoners today, and you know, we've had, we have had brothers and sisters that have been locked down for 40 to 50 years, some going on 60, you know, and they must be free, what's called free them all. Yes, that's a great statement and uh, very inspiring because uh, we pay uh, homage to a while Obama and at her funeral, you know, um, it touched me to see a number of political prisoners did. You mm -hmm. see, uh, I've seen Tyrese Askins, he mm -hmm. did 17 years. I've seen Sunnada Coley, he did uh, close to 50 years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the reason I bring that up is because political prisoners do come home. And they come home through organized work of the masses. They come home through their own ability to uh, do research on their case and uh, just have resources, right? Resources that made available to them because of their relationship with people, right? Everybody's not going to agree with, with you. Everybody's not going to stick around long term. But if you stand on principle, you will not be forgotten. And when you need uh, help, uh, those who really, really understood you and really, really respected you are going to pro provide you with that assistance, that help to aid you in uh, carrying out your objective and the political Staying committed, staying down. You know, just like us, uh, Val Plumber, just like Tickle Dinger, they stood down. 
but they set up organizations with people that they trusted to carry on their legacy, their ideas, when they were no longer physically around. So when we talk about black history, we have to make sure that those who we respect, like Patrice Lumumba uh, in Congo, he was assassinated, he was a political prisoner before he was killed. Uh, when we talk about uh, Martin Luther King, you know, he was a, a former political prisoner before he was killed. And we talk about Fannie Lou Hamer, she was a former political prisoner before she died because of being tortured. Uh, we talk about um, Nat Turner, he was a former political prisoner before he was killed. So what do all these people have in common? Uh, they were revolutionaries, they were freedom fighters, uh, and they were willing to put it all on the line. So if we have any respect for them, as we uh, talk about them, uh, they should not just be answers uh, to trivia questions. They should be uh, uh, a connection with a legacy of resistance. That's what we need to let our children know, that they have a legacy that they need to be proud of, and to be proud of something truthfully is to stand on it, stand on the principle. You let your children, you let your um, teachers know, you let um, your community know that this is who we are. We are from the people who fought back, who, as I said earlier, just did not look around, right? They see things happening, and they uh, related to them happening in a way where this is an attack on me and people like me. Therefore, I shouldn't uh, wait around and accept this. I should ask myself, what can I do? Well, you're not the first person that has experienced that oppression. You are, are from a history of people who are uh, being oppressed, have been oppressed, and you need to say, uh, who is doing what, who took leadership, and how did they lead? Once you do that, you start recognizing the great minds of the people that I've mentioned. You know, the Fannie Lou Hamers, the uh, Huey P. Newtons, and so forth and so on. And you start to understand that they had an agenda. They had an organization. Uh, they met up with people. Uh, take a, they took a leadership position. And, uh, you know, they won people over to their ideas. And from that, they were able to do some incredible uh, things uh, that sustain to this very day as examples of what we should do. And, you know, nobody would be anywhere if it wasn't for the sacrifices of us. And that's in all fields. That's in various sciences, right? You have to uh, know that you stand on a foundation of, of important history, a foundation on a history that is about uh, standing up and fighting back. So uh, that's why it's very important when you lay out your Black History uh, Month agenda, you, you be clear on who you're talking about and you're clear on how that relates to today, right? When you talk about Martin Luther King, you say, you got to say that he was a former political prisoner. And we talk about Martin Garvey, you got to say he was a former political prisoner. Uh, why should you say that? Well, in 2024, you know, there are people who are incarcerated because of their political views, because of their activities. And they are political prisoners. They're captured freedom fighters. And we have to uh, relate to them in a very clear manner, a manner in which uh, we're going to show the highest level of respect by standing up, fighting back, committing ourselves to being part of a group of people who share that view, who share that level of respect, who are willing to do what needs to be done. Because we just don't want to have uh, this conversation that just feels good, right? It's, it feels good to say I'm black and I'm proud, right? But uh, to say I'm black and I'm proud and I'm going to stand for the freedom of black people is another statement itself, right? But that statement is, is it doesn't have no substance if it's not backed by no action. So you have to be committed to taking action. You have to say that, you know, I'm black and I'm proud and black people are going to get the best of what's, uh, what's 
what's theirs, right? All people have the right to be self-determined, and you have to protect uh, your right to be self-determined by standing against what is attacking your self-determination, like police service, like affordable, like the lack of affordable housing, ethnic cleansing in your community. Those are going against your self-determination. Even the food deserts is going against your self-determination. Who wants to wake up and uh, have access to the majority of the food you have access to are detrimental to your health, you know, uh, are known to cause cancer. And, um, you know, you, don't, you have a serious a responsibility not only to yourself, but those who are coming after you, your children and their children. And that's why when we talk about uh, any history, it's uh, directly related to uh, what's going on. You have some words you wanted to say, my brother? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, comment on a couple of things you said. Um, you, you talked about uh, people standing up, and sometimes there's consequences, you know. So as we study history, we study history, our leaders from the past, and one thing they had was the courage, the strength to stand up, you know, and to fight, you know, uh, regardless of the consequences, they, they understood it could be some consequences, you know, but they made that sacrifice, and uh, things happen in history because of that type of attitude, you know, uh, we must reach out to our youth, you know, uh, to get them away from uh, self-destructive uh, type of ideas and behaviors, you know, um, uh, political education is very, very important, you know, um, to understand politically what's that politics, you know, uh, we talk about Ella Plummer, one of my images of Ella Plummer is her being about 100 pounds walking into City Hall in a whole joint shook. And why would it shake? It was politics that made it shake. Viola shook us up. You know, and put that fire in us, you know, to shake up the world, you know. That's politics, you understand? An enemy, you understand, exerting his will over you, telling you what to do, what to be, what to think, you know, and you resist this thing, you know, and standing up with atomic bombs in your heart, you know, uh, elevating yourself to your true humanity, to your true strength, power, having power in your being and in your organizing, you understand? To make things happen in the world, you know, fascism here is here, and fascism is going to grow. So um, there's a demand on us to step and fight against fascism. You know, the um, the, 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 the weapon used by the um, bourgeoisie, the most reactionary segment of the bourgeoisie. You know, as they come forth in violence against us, you know, to make us weak. You know, to make us weak and puny in spirit, you know. But our spirit has to be pure, big as all our doors, you know. And to spread that spirit among our people, you know. And I've seen Viola lead organizations where, hundreds, where thousands and thousands of people have come, you understand, and stuck with a mighty, mighty roar, you know. And it's in, the same, in the same token, you know, this can lead to millions and millions of black people Shouting loud at the top of their voice, the top of their voice, give us our reparations. Give it now up against the wall. Give us what is owed to us. You know, so we we we're marching towards victory. We're marching towards a, a, a revolution. You understand? To change the world. You know, and the history that we have. You understand? That we apply in the present will bring us the beautiful the future that we desire. So, in that line, I got a. 
Sometimes I try to be a poet, and I wrote, I wrote a poem called Death to Fascism. You know, um, I couldn't find my better reading glasses. These reading glasses here ain't worth two dead flies. It's like, it's like not having them. So I'm going to struggle to read this, to read my poem without any glasses. It's called Death to Fascism. Hitler's crime partners come to the hood to do it. To do James Brown on our mother and father's grave and claim we are all brothers and sisters. Transnational thieves fear rhythm and beats and mislead the misled to line up and do the electric slide behind a Confederate flag disguised and start and strike for Halloween. On a Thursday in November, John Turkey tried to try to hide the history of genocide behind mashed potatoes and gravy. On December 25, warmongers lie about peace on earth when their pig-like dream could lead to the earth being blown to pieces. On J1, they start to lie every second of the, of the 365. Fall to the day is the fourth of your life. Reactionary packs drink baby's blood and they hope they will buy their color TV. Revolution is our gun to blow them back with brains out of our race and replace them with magnificence. We don't sell our souls for a song. We don't trade our humanity for a hamburger and get down with Rat like politics. Fire up the fight for human rights. A vast black pulled a, pulled a plug on the Negro Clown Show and tries to battle fascist boots with their nine thousand behind. The death blows of a million black boots on the ground unleashes overkill to the enemy. <clears throat> we will not allow Hitler. The victory of laughing himself to death in the grave. Who will win black power? So that's a little uh, poem I put together, uh, you know, uh, against fascism. You know, it's kind of hard for me to read. I ain't got my glasses on. Uh, but, you know, what, what I'm saying is that, you know, we got to multiply this struggle. We got to build this struggle. You know, uh, we got to join organizations. We got to increase the, the numbers of our organizations. You know, our people need to study, you know, uh, to study, you know, the, the history uh, of what capitalism is, uh, what imperialism is. Right now, there's a great example of what here, uh, what uh, uh, capitalism, imperialism, and uh, uh, colonialism is as America, you understand, sending weapons to murder babies in the Middle East, you know, for oil, there's a big oil reserve, big gas reserves, you know, and they will, as they've done in history, they will do anything. Many genocides they have produced on earth, you know, to uh, get the wealth that they enjoy today. And that's what they're doing right now. So we must understand the nature of this beast and understanding that, you know, logically we understand what we need to do to build and to organize and to <clears throat> come resistance. And fundamental in that fight is to free those who've been foremost in the struggle for us, you know, to bring them home, you know, 
uh, to love them. They sacrificed us, you know. So uh, build the struggle, the bread, the free up the local business. What's the call? Free of all. Absolutely, we have a responsibility to utilize our talents to free our political prisoners. That's why when we uh, study Black History Month, we need to uh, look at the talents that are being uh, are being given to us, right, uh, by those who chose to participate in our uh, liberation struggle. You have people like Nina Simone, uh, Gil Scott Harrell. They made music that was focused on uh, what was going on at the time. And that's why um, I commend my brother Abdul Haq, Islam, former political prisoner, for uh, giving us a poem, a poem that uh, addressed fascism. It's very important because once we start analyzing that word, we start looking at what's going on, then we become alarmed. Then we ask ourselves, what did people do before who were going through that? And then we uh, emulate that by uh, doing what we need to do with the resources we have available. Because you know that uh, people won't necessarily join an organization uh, uh, just because things with things are okay. But when things become real bad, then they know that they have no other uh, option but to join an organization, but to uh, struggle hard for survival. And they know that uh, joining an organization gives them access to uh, other resources. I think that you know, we have to be honest with ourselves about uh, the world we live in, right? We don't live in an interdependent world. Everything in existence requires or relies on something else uh, for its existence. And uh, we as human beings, we require and we rely on others uh, to help us uh, sustain life, to make life possible. You know, you have uh, architects of buildings that are designed buildings that you live in. You have uh, people who manufacture uh, clothes that, that you wear, that's a group of people. You have uh, people who uh, produce food that you eat. That requires a number of people doing a number of different jobs. It's a division of labor. And what I'm saying with that is the same thing goes when it comes to our liberation, our struggle for freedom, our struggle to be uninterrupted as we express and manifest self-determination. And that means that uh, we have to uh, fight, we have to resist, we have to organize. And we have to utilize our talents uh, and uh, and play our roles uh, when it, when we uh, participate in the fight for uh, our national liberation. Because when it comes to politics, there is no uh, no positions that that's really neutral, right? You either part of uh, struggling for uh, a solution that is beneficial to the collective, or or you're not, right? And so you're on the side of your people, or you're not. You're not in between because being in between is, is not being on the side of your people. So we have to make that clear. We have to be uh, very serious about that because political maturity, as Malcolm X said, is uh, very important to our advancement. We have to have political maturity. And how is that acquired? Well, that's acquired through political education. You uh, you have your books. You have a discussion with your family. Uh, you make sure that uh, everybody exchanges ideas on what was meant and uh, how they can apply that to their very lives. So, you know, I thank Robert Plummer for, um, Robert Plummer for um, you know, being very serious, serious uh, when it came to political education and uh, showing me that example mm-hmm. that I could utilize in my very life uh, the very day, uh, for the days that I had. And, um, you know, as we come close to uh, concluding this episode, we want you to please share it with at least 10 people, right? Share that and, you know, challenge them to talk about political prison during uh, Black History Month. Let them know that, you know, Martin Luther King was a political prisoner. Marcus Garvey was a political prisoner. Because these are uh, known uh, 
black uh, black black history figures that's going to come up during this time. And so we, when we talk about them, we have to talk about Mumei Abu Jamal, who's still incarcerated. Kamal Sadiqi, who's still incarcerated. Uh, Imam Jamil Alamin, who's formerly known as H. Brad Brown, who's still incarcerated. Uh, Reverend uh, Jared Powell, who's still incarcerated. These are political prisoners. And uh, we got to bring them home. And we can bring them home. In fact, we have a duty, we have a responsibility as people Right? To bring them home, people who stand for justice, right? Because you can't really stand for justice if you're going to sit around and let injustice take place, let injustice be uh, the normal uh, for the day. You know, we got to have people with ourselves that, you know, that's not normal, that's unacceptable. And um, not during our time, not on our watch, we're not going to sit around and allow, allow it to happen. So, you know, rely on us to produce a new episode every week at this time, Wednesday at noon. We ask that you do your part, doing our part, share with 10 people. Please like and donate at a cash app. Uh, that's Sefu Senkofa. Uh, cash app, you know, a dollar can help. $10 can help a little bit more. And $20 can help even more. But, you know, we got to do something because this is our work to do. Brother, those are my closing marks. Do you have any closing marks before we uh, wrap this up? Yeah, very, very briefly, you talked about building, you know. And we must build, you know, we built things in the past, <clears throat> and we are architects, and so we have to build, you know, the opposite of that is the do-nothing program. You know, I, I wrote a poem called The Battle of the Dead Mice about the do-nothing program, uh, where in uh, 30 seconds after all the oxygen on Earth was destroyed, you know, do-nothing army, six or five being on the side to do a long march to the doorknob and open up the door to, to kiss of death of a nuclear breath of 17,000 degrees on their skin, you know. So, uh, you know, we got to do, we got to, uh, you know, get busy, you know, uh, become active, to become activists, you know, to fight, you know, to do everything in our power, you know. I recently made the uh, commitment that I'm going to do everything in my power to, to the top of the possibility of my, of my uh, of excellence, you know, in my being, to, to do this work. So we're calling on people to get on down with the movement, you know, to become active, you know, to become participants in your future, determine your own fate, you know, and, um, you know, to, to, to know the essence of black power, to exercise black power, you know, and fundamental to that is freeing our political prisoners, what to call free them all. What's the call? 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 